0: You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. Hallelujah. All right, if you got your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 1. And, um, and also, guys, pull up Romans 1. 24 and 32 here in a minute after Proverbs 29. I forgot to tell you, Ivy, I'm sorry. They they try to keep me in line. I guarantee you as they do a wonderful job. All right. That production crew, let me tell y'all something. Y'all have no idea what goes on in the background. Right. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, it is amazing. There's a whole conversation going on in the ears of of praise and worship, production, camera. It's just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it takes all that to keep this train running. <laughs> but the title of this message is The Mandate is Making a Comeback. And the mandate has always been from the very beginning to be fruitful and to multiply to be fruitful and to multiply. In Romans chapter eight, verse 19, it says, for the anxious longing, in other words, the earnest expectation of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing to take off the cover, a manifestation of the sons of God. Creation itself is earnestly expecting and waiting for the sons of God to be revealed because if you keep reading it goes on to say that creation was subject to futility when man sinned in the garden God said now by the sweat of your brow you're going to make it work and so they were subject to the ground not being productive and not producing nothing but weeds, come on, and thorns. So it's man's job to get the weeds and the thorns out. Okay? And creation waits eagerly for the revealing, for the uncovering of man to step up and bring back the creation, back into order and creation. Uh, back into order and control. Because I'm telling you right now, when you take your hands off a piece of land, in this country, tallow trees take over. They just take over. Sweet gums, they take over. rat vines, briars, they just take over. You can scrape it clean, and I'm telling you, it's coming back. Tallow trees, and you know. And so creation, when we begin to put it back in order, it gives glory to God. Come on, y'all with me? See, the mandate is for us to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, to take control. See, and within that context, you gotta hear me now, within that context of being fruitful and multiplying is work. It's just work. And I'm telling you, the church has tried to dodge it. All we've tried to do is say a prayer and go to heaven. When we miss the biggest part of Jesus's message was thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's nothing out of control. Come on. See, creation is set in order by God. And we as his children help bring order and correction here to give him glory. Does that make sense? So see, there is a context here that there's gonna be work involved by the sweat of our brow to make it fruitful, to break up fallow ground, to break up ground that's unproductive, to cultivate it, to plant, to bring it to order so that it can produce. We were never called to not produce. We were never, we were never saved to just sit and do nothing. Never. So that it's, listen, the, so that the earth is not futile, that it's not, because listen, frankly, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. There ain't but one that knows that. Our only mandate and our job is to occupy while we're passing through this earth. Right. This ain't our home, but we're here to possess it. Yeah. That's right. when, we, when we got the mentality we're just passing through, it gave us the vagrant yeah. mentality, that we're just wondering, that we're just not doing anything And quite frankly, when we become vagrants, we become prostitutes. And we're just taken. We just, listen, prostitutes don't have a covenant. Oh, I know. We just live in that time. When you can't help but break this gospel down. So we're, 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 we're not just passing through. We're passing through and occupying. We're passing through and taking control and possessing and being fruitful and multiplying. We're learning how to possess and we're learning how to be fruitful and we're learning how to bear much fruit, more fruit. Come on. Seeing as sons and daughters of God, When we take our rightful place, it sets things back in order, but we have to bring the correction. We have to bring the correction. God's done, has done everything to make us, to give us the authority to bring correction. Right? Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, those who withhold the truth. It's very important. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Let me say this. And let me just put this into proper perspective. When God made and spoke Heaven spoke, let there be light. It was. And when God made the stars and the planets and everything and how it I mean, we rotate around the sun and we spin and all the earth and all the planet. Listen, they're all up there perfectly doing what God created them to do. And it ain't chaos up there. They're not all bumping into each other. It, listen, light is being created out of it where once they thought there was a black hole sucking everything in, they looked into the black hole and figured it was creating. Why? Because God said, let there be, and it was. And it has been ever since. When you look at a fish, when you look at the mountains, when you look at the rivers and you look at how complex, listen, do you realize that no two snowflakes are the same? You can, listen, this is what's incredible. You can melt a snowflake and when it freezes again, it freezes back to the way it was. Yeah, it made me do that too, Jim. Jim's eyebrows. I seen his eyebrows. He went. How many snowflakes hit the earth every year and not one is the same? Let that boggle your mind. I'll never forget being on an airplane, looking out at the clouds and having the revelation that how in the world only God could put millions of gallons of water in the air. You try it. When that revelation hit me, I told the guy next to me, I said, Hey, did you ever realize how big God is? I said, I pointed out the window. I said, look out there. Millions of gallons floating in air. He went. (laughs) That's how big God is. And it just hit me. It's like, golly. Your fingerprints are your fingerprints. There's nobody else's. They're yours. Your DNA is your DNA. You know you can break down all the way down the chromosomes and get to the very cell of, that holds us together. The very cell, it's called lenolin, is that right? It's what holds us together. And when you look at it magnified, under a magnifying scope, you know what it is? It's a cross. The very thing that holds you together is the cross. Come on, man. It was evident. It was clearly seen. And there is scientists and there are people who are arrogant enough and proud and they withhold that truth. Come on. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Listen, what's known about God is clear that there's order. And that's what's so great about and and I and, and listen to me hear hear my heart on this, because there's some people that'll that'll come in and oh, this is just entertainment and a show no, it's not, it's order it's order. I've been to entertaining Garth Brooks is fun to watch. Come on, that's entertaining, but that's when I go and I unplug and I throw myself in neutral and you entertain me. That's what entertainment means is to be in neutral. And when you watch TV, you're just in neutral. You ain't fathering parenting, you ain't, you're just in neutral. See, that's entertainment. But when you're bringing things into order, I want a service that's in order. Come on. So that we can come in and not come in here and pray, oh God, pour down on it. No, we pour out first. When we pour out, he can't help himself. But where we get all jacked up is when we come in and we start trying to, to gin up to get him to move. That's not what we're doing. We're coming here bringing order to bring correction to us so that he can move, so that we can touch his heart. Come on. You hear what I'm saying? Does that make sense? See, it's man's pride that thinks all the chaos in the world is the right way. And we've got politicians that are ginning up nothing but chaos and they are calling it good. It's the ultimate pride. Proverbs fourteen twelve: There's a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. See, if we're headed down the wrong road, or where, Listen, I've been heading down roads before and it says bridge is out. Pride says, well, I'm going to go anyway. Go right ahead. You're going to run it off in the creek. See, it's foolish to ignore the warning signs. We've got warning signs. And quite frankly, the sons and daughters of God have ignored them for years. And we've just sat back and we haven't stood up for what is evident for what has been made perfect by God. And we've allowed things to creep in that has caused chaos and confusion. And our kids are bearing the brunt of it. And I'm sick of it. And I don't know how much a gutful is, but I've had a gutful of it. Come on, are y'all with me? Proverbs 16, 18 said, Pride goes before destruction. Pride will keep you on a path of destruction. When you say you can do it your way or when we say we can do it our way and we're just gonna, I don't believe all that and I'm I'm just gonna go to heaven and I just need a little piece of heaven over here. That ain't ain't being humble. That's being foolish and prideful and lazy. (laughs) That's all that is because that ain't the mandate God put on us God put the mandate on us to be fruitful and to multiply. In that context, it takes work. To break up fallow ground, to plant a seed. How foolish is it to eat the apple and not save the seed? This has just become revelation. I've been saving all my seeds here lately. I've gotten to this deal. Wendy's like, can we not put them right there? You know, I put them in the windowsill so they'll dry out, you know. But I thought, you know what? God's gave us everything. Everybody's worried about food shortages and this and that. And I'm thinking, we got everything we need. We're just going to have to start saving a few seeds. And we're going to have to start working the ground and plant a few seeds. Come on, are y'all here? This is nuts and bolts, but this is the way God set things up. And we just got so used to walking into a doggone grocery store and not even knowing the the guy that had to plant it, the guy that had to harvest it. Folks, here's that news update. I'm just telling you right now, come fall, Y'all need to start putting up cans of beans and corn now. Buy it now while you can afford it. Because here's what I'm telling you. Our feed went up another $150 a ton, and that's only covering the cost of the diesel to get it there because it's all on last year's commodities. Now, when this year's commodities hit the grocery stores, it didn't go in the ground at $2 like last year's commodity went in the ground. It went in the ground at $5 and it's gonna have to be harvested at $5. So your can of corn and your Whopper is gonna... Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just a little update. Get your beans and your corn now. Come on. Just telling you. Be prepared. But man's pride, look what it says, Proverbs eleven twelve. 12. When pride comes, then comes dishonor. But with humble is wisdom. Look here. And I want to say this. It, the Bible says, repent humbly, and repent and walk humbly before your God. And only Satan. Now listen, I'm going to say this. And this is not guilt, and this is not condemnation. This is called rescue from destruction. Because you can't hijack the truth with a lie and expect it to work out for you. You you can't hijack truth because here's the reason you can't hijack truth is because God has already established truth in the earth. And there is only one way. Come on, are y'all with me? But here's what I want to tell you. Only Satan himself would deceive people into having a pride month and trying to hijack a rainbow as a symbol of perversion. Only Satan would do that. Because Satan knows that pride goes before destruction, and if he can deceive you into thinking that you're right, he can destroy you. Therefore, you don't have the. You, therefore, you can't fulfill the mandate to be fruitful and to multiply. What is evident about God is clear: man, woman. Clear. Clear's the bell. All you got to do is look between your legs. It's that clear. But we have confused a whole generation into thinking that there's 74 different genders. Well, I feel like being a cat. Well, you ain't a cat. Uh, y'all, I'm telling y'all, they're Kentucky had to have a board meeting at the school to see if it was okay to put kitty litter boxes in the bathroom, because two students wanted to identify as cats. If I was a school board, I ain't even gonna go there. I'm on foo phone. But it would have dealt with something like, you're idiots. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Amen. And it's, t- this, is, this, this ain't difficult. But truth is what keeps us from falling off a cliff into destruction. See, we are to bring honor to the kingdom of God. And when we walk in our pride, we can't do that. We, we, We just can't do that. It's like that praise and worship song. How powerful is it? If it'll become revelation to you, I came here with nothing. I came here with nothing, but all that you have given me. And every time I hear that, I remember coming to Dayton, Texas to Liberty County a broken with nothing with nothing. And you want to talk about in the crushing came here with nothing but being a, a man who was being crushed. And mashed so that God could get something new. Come on. There's no way around that. I wish you could come up here and just rub up on, oh yeah, come rub up here and get some of that anointing. That ain't how this works. That is not how it works. I wish it did. But there's a charismatic bunch that thinks that's how it works and that ain't how it works. It's only through a mashing that God says, now you're ready. Now you can walk humbly before me. And then let me tell you something. If you can bear down and hang on during the mashing, it's worth it. But let me tell you something. You're going to have to own a lot of ignorance. Because <laughs> I had to own a lot of ignorance. When I figured out 99% of my problems was my fault, changed my life. I ain't not, that's no lie. We are our biggest problem. Romans 24. Romans 1, 24. I tell you what, let's look in 23. And Professing to be wise, they became fools. Hmm. And exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Wow. What? Yeah, like Just like today. It's from the patriarch's father of the house mouth. Come on and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over to the lust of their hearts to impurity that their bodies might be dishonored among them. That's just pride, y'all. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever and ever. Do you realize that you'll be thrown in jail for killing a puppy? You'll go to jail for killing a dog. For animal abuse, they will, they'll come after you. They worshiped the creation more than the creator. How twisted is that thinking? You just wipe out babies. no guilt, no, condo- no guilt and no condemnation. But this is to save us from destruction. Come on. When we repent and we walk humbly before God. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged their natural function for that which is unnatural. In the same way, also, the men abandoned the natural functions of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men men with men, committing indecent acts, receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, (laughs) slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, Inventors inventors of evil. Come on. disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, in all, and although they know the ordinances of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Come on now. What what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a, We're talking about a government that has run off the rails of morality where there's no absolute biblical truth anymore. And they're using it for their own evil greed, y'all. And if we don't understand that and if we don't stand up and do everything possible, when it comes, listen, we can't be lazy about going to vote. We can't be lazy about standing up for truth and for what's right. We can't stay home and say, well, it just ain't gonna do no good. They're gonna cheat and they're gonna lie. Okay, but I'm still gonna do my part. And I'm also gonna pray and I'm also gonna repent because Daniel was a righteous man, but he still prayed to God, forgive us of our sin. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Daniel, golly, there's the mandate. Daniel's life. Daniel was in a Babylonian. Daniel was taken captive by heathens. (coughs) And yet Daniel still became the third highest in power in all of Babylon. Why? Why? Because he would hit his knees, he walked humbly before God and he fulfilled the mandate to be fruitful and multiply. Come on, man. What did the king say when he, Darius, when he looked into the tomb? Oh, Daniel, did your God save you? Still here. Still here. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Hmm? Come on. Don't you know Daniel just sat there in perfect peace? Just fulfilling his mandate. Come on. Control and order. When Daniel walked into that lion's den, he already had control In order over everything created because he served the Creator faithfully. Come on, man. Daniel wasn't a sheep. Let me tell you who gets eight. Sheep get eight. Lions don't eat lions. (laughs) Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Come on. John one. First John. John one two. First John chapter two. My Lex Dixit kicked in. <laughs> it says for all this, for all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away and also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. And that's bringing correction and order into our lives. Come on, to fulfill the mandate, to bear fruit and to multiply. The word lust, it means to set your heart upon that which is forbidden. Strong, covet, desire. When you covet something, pride is self-confidence and braggadocious. And here's what's crazy. The word pride is vagrant. Vagrant is one who wanders idly from place to place Without lawful or visible means of support, such as a prostitute or a drunkard. See, God's word said, "I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging bread." Look in Second Timothy, Chapter three, verse one. says, "But realize this that in the last days, difficult times will come. "...for men will become lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power and avoid such men as these." For among them are those who enter into households and capture, captivate weak women, weighed down with sins led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That is pride. When you are always learning, but never will come to the truth, that's Pride. And where pride goes, we've done seen destruction. Come on, are y'all with me? And difficult times will come when you got a bunch of proud, arrogant people who think they know better. Come on. Paul speaking to Timothy here as a spiritual father. Paul calls Timothy his beloved son. Y'all got to hear me now. And Paul is saying, Timothy, let me tell you, There's gonna be all these people who are gonna walk in their arrogance and their pride, the lustful pride of the, the pride of flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. They're gonna walk in that and it's gonna bring difficult times. And I'm telling you, you're gonna have to follow. See, this father is saying, here's the path And here's the ordinances that you need to follow. If you do not follow these, it's going to be difficult. You're not going to be able to be fruitful and you're not going to be able to multiply in in righteousness and do what God's called you to do. If you get caught up in people who are holding to a form of godliness, but yet denying the power of it to change them. Come on, are y'all with me in here? Trouble will come. And it's listen, he's encouraging him. Hey, you outside that gathering, you be you know you gotta follow it inside when y'all gather and assemble and outside. It's gotta come on. It's what he's telling them. See, fathers are supposed to help us clearly see the path that is before us. Fathers are supposed to guide the people. And when the deacons hijacked the church, we had the sheep shepherding the shepherd, and they don't know spit. All they wanted to do is tell this guy how to not step on their toes and make them uncomfortable. Come on. And so what happened was is we removed the boundaries. And now we have a fatherless pandemic. Come on. Because fathers keep us from trespassing the commands of God and keep us From going a worldly direction. Listen, that that never stops. You fathering your and mentoring your never stops. (laughs) My dad doesn't even know it, but he set me back in the right boundaries yesterday. I was telling him, man, I found a place where we can get cheap diesel. He said, don't do it because it's stolen. He said, we don't want to go there. Come on. My dad kept me from getting over into a trespass. I'm 58 years old now. (laughs) and my dad's still fathering me you don't want to go there my flesh and my pride is like they're sticking it to me I'm going to stick it to them but my father says no they're stealing from somebody and we don't go we ain't ain't going there come on right alignment right alignment see when there's no fathers around to correct difficult times will come because we step out from underneath the covering of almighty God See, the devil's been perverting truth and identities for years, since the very beginning. Listen, Satan lied to himself that he was worthy of the same praise as God, and he believed it. He lied to himself, and he's the father of lies. Come on. Proverbs 23, verse 10. And I'm telling you, I can't tell you, being a surveyor, I surveyed from the time I was 13 years old till, the, till I was got married at 21. And I'm telling you, I've known this scripture all my life. It says, do not move the ancient boundaries. And that's what I knew. I've never seen this next part for years until... Uh, Rick Hawkins had put something on Facebook and I'm telling you, it's, I don't I can't even remember what he said because it just, I, I just, and I opened my Bible and I was like, holy smokes, I've never seen that. It says, do not move the ancient boundaries or go into the fields of the fatherless for their redeemer is strong. He will plead their case against you. And I'm telling you, I had to sit back and I was like, I've never seen that. I had no idea. Two things happen when you remove boundaries. Chaos. Yesterday, oh smokes. Yesterday I spent all morning repairing fence fence a boundary that was set in place to keep older bulls from getting next to each other and tearing up all the fence. One bull decided to get in, he he got through a gate and he got in with some yearlings. Well, then those yearlings were up against another uh, three year old bull who is trying to be the bull of the woods And they got together and they fought and tore up a whole trap that we've got. And then they got around that trap and got out into another pasture that goes into that deep ditch back there. And let me tell you something. It is bad country down there. Bad country. It's got, and my fear was, is that he was going to get down there trying to get a drink of water from fighting all night and get bogged down and hung up and then trying to get, and he is a very expensive bull. He's the best. Finished in the top 10 in the world in the PBR. Just, and I've lost him. Yeah. So I'm trying to get fence built and try, listen, it was chaos. When there's no boundaries, it's chaos. The older bulls were taking advantage of the younger bulls. They were riding them, beating them up. I mean, it was just chaos. Had to put it back in order. That's our job. That's our job. God says, let me tell you something if you go into the fields of the fatherless, I'm their redeemer. And let me tell you something. We have a fatherless generation being taken advantage of. They're trying to remove all the natural boundaries. Come on. You hear what I'm saying? They're trying to remove all the natural boundaries and they're taking advantage of them so that they can stay in power, here's what I'm prophesying to you right now. God's fixing to step in, and he's fixing to bring some order back in. He's fixing to, listen, his sons and daughters are gonna step up and be sons and daughters. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And I don't care. Listen, you've been praying for that child. You've been praying for that family member. Let me tell you something. God's fixing to redeem, the Redeemer's coming. You don't go into the field of the fatherless because let me tell you something. Then you stir up God. Come on, are y'all hearing me? We're living in that day. We're living in that day. God tells us in the last chapter, in the last verse of the Old Testament about returning the heart of the fathers back to the children. I'm telling you, father's hearts are being turned back to the children because there's so many fathers that have just been sperm donors. Sorry, if your kids are in here but they ain't fathered. Come on. And fathers are turning their hearts back to their children and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, and repenting, and now they're starting to father. Praise God. Come on, somebody. See, that's the day we're living in. God is correcting some things and bringing some order. And as Christians, we have to learn our rightful place and help guide and lead because difficult times have come. Come on, are y'all with me? And it's time for all of us. We can't be lazy. Listen, it's work. There's sons out there that are not my sons, but yet we're fathering them. And they want to be fathered. Listen, I'm not chasing these boys around. I ain't got time. But when they call and when they come by and when they say, hey, I just need to come get on the buggy. Well, come on, bring your gloves. And then we start fathering. Come on, are y'all hearing me? But what they're doing is they come by and they sit and they work and they're learning. But they're listening and they want to. They want to be better better fathers. They want to be better husbands. They're wanting to come on, are y'all hearing me? And that's what we do. We become spiritual fathers. And we start leading, we start guiding. See, when a child has no boundaries, they'll be out of control and taken advantage of. Come on, man, this is powerful. If we get this, we get it. Look in Exodus chapter 32. I'm going to close here quickly. Man, I am way behind. Happy Father's Day, fathers. (laughs) Verse 4. Aaron, he took this from their hand. He took the gold. Then it says at verse 3 Then all the people tore off their gold rings, which were in their ears, and brought them to Aaron. And he took this from their hand and fastened it with a graving tool. Look what it says. And he fastened it with a graving tool, made it into a molten calf. And they said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now, when Aaron saw, that, saw this, he built an altar. Aaron built the altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. So the next day they rose early, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Listen, you have to realize what just happened here. All the gold and all the silver and all the jewelry that all the Egyptians gave to uh, the uh, Hebrew people as they were leaving Egypt. When God calls the Egyptian people to just give them whatever everything they had, all their wealth, come on What God meant to give listen, God took them out of bondage and said, okay, I'm listen, He supplies seed to the sower. All the gifts that they left with were meant to honor God. And they made a golden calf out of it and called it God. And then it says they ate, drank, gave offerings and then rose up to play. Let me tell you something. Playing church is over. You can call it whatever you want because they called it God. (laughs) Look at verse 24. See, the devil has always perverted what God established as truth. And let me tell you something. The devil's always wanting to take out of your hand what God has meant to bless you. You got to let that sink in. God's, the devil's always, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's always trying to rob you of what God meant to bless you. Oh, come on, man. Verse 24, I love this. Aaron's talking here when, when he knows the gig is up. And I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. (laughs) Can you? It says, Aaron took his graving tools and he fastened it into, and now he's trying to tell Moses who came down from the mountain, who God told him what Aaron had already done and all the people seen and Aaron is like, hey, they just tore it off and I chunked it in there and boom, (laughs) nothing ever just boom. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Look at the very next verse. Now when Moses saw that the people were out of we are to bring control. Remember a couple of weeks ago when David was in control God set his enemies at peace. Come on. When David took control, when he was fulfilling the mandate to be fruitful, to multiply, Israel then became a nation. Israel then had an army. Israel then had a currency. Come on. See, our mandate never changes. And it has to make a comeback that we possess the land and be fruitful and multiply in it. That's the mandate. If you don't mend your fences, it's just out of control. If you don't mend your fences, you can't keep what is meant to be a blessing for you. Come on. Fathers, we've got to start doing some fence mended bringing some things back into control and look what it says they were out of control for Aaron had let them get out of control to be a derision among their enemies and that word derision means state of being laughed at or ridiculed Scorned a joke. See, when the church left the band-aid, it uncovered our nakedness. 2020 exposed how naked and lack of faith we had. Come on. I still see people walking around with masks on. In their car by themselves. I'm thinking, I know just how you voted. (laughs) If you're still believing that. Come on, y'all. Hear my heart on this. Amen. We have to do what we're called to do, because that's what we're going to stand before God one day. What did you do? What did you do with what I was giving you to do? And let me tell you something. Here in America, we've been given a lot, and where much has been given, much is required. That is a haunting dream. You know what? You know what dream wakes me up in a cold sweat all the time? Is that I'm not prepared here when I come and stand before you? It is a reoccurring dream. All the time, and I'm scrambling, and I'm running, and I'm trying to. What if God? What? I feel so unprepared. Come on, because here's 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 my issue: is leading and navigating through this mess, knowing that some are going to be offended and not hear. But did they hear my heart as a father that don't be so prideful that you run off a cliff but hear me that this is rescue. Pump your brakes and hear truth because you can't hijack the truth with a lie and change it to fit your lifestyle. To fit your political views. But are we prepared to lead our families? That's my issue. Is that every father, every mother is prepared to lead their families. Because at the end of the day, it falls on our shoulders as individuals. So that ought to be everyone's reoccurring nightmare. Are we prepared? Are we prepared? When I would go to rodeos, I had more crap (laughs) loaded to go to a rodeo and I would hope I'd never have to use half the stuff that I just would walk by and grab. Because I knew something was always gonna go wrong and I wanted to be prepared for it. I don't know why I'm that way, I am that way. When I go hunting, I take more stuff. When I go hunting, that I never use but if I have to I got it. I've got multiple weapons. (laughs) Come on. Prepared. Here's the deal. Fathers were the priest of the house before Moses and Aaron. God set Aaron as high priest. Are y'all okay? Let me give you a little history. Fathers were the ones that would speak to the household and say, these are the oracles and laws of God. It was the father's job to communicate the oracles of God their children and to say, this is what God expects. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. This is the truth. This is what come on. Are y'all with me? It was the father's job to lead in worship. It was also the father's job to go through the sheep herd, to pick out that lamb, to bring it in the house, and they would watch it. The kids would grow, they would grow and to love it. And come on, y'all, y'all gotta hear me now. How many of y'all could just go out there and just kill your puppy? Because that's what this sheep would do. And they would watch this sheep. And not only was this sheep just just a part of the family, it was perfect. Because they would study it. And they would look at it. The Father would walk them through. He would sit them down. And He would say, look, there's not a blemish on it. This is what our God is worthy of. And then the kids would have to watch the father slit the throat. This is the sacrifice that God commands. A shedding of blood for the atoning of our sins and these babies with the tears in their eyes because the pet was always speaking to the sacrifice that God was gonna make through his son to teach us. And it was the father's job to relate that. That's how important a father's role is. And in the midst of all that, it was a beautiful picture what God was going to do. That's why the priest in Jesus' day grilled him. They grilled him. His disciples didn't want him going into Jerusalem, but he had to go in, the unblemished lamb, and be grilled and to be groomed to look to make sure, yes, he is sinless. And at the very time when Jesus was hung on the cross, they were slitting the throat of the lamb. Come on, man, are y'all with me? As the priest of our house, absolute truth is no one comes to the Father but through Jesus. That responsibility is ours. The responsibility... Was to be the mediator to connect the hands to God's. Come on. And when the sheep hijacked the Father's pulpit, we quit connecting. Because a Father tells you the truth that you don't want to hear. Says this is how you get God's son. Come on, y'all stand with me. So our job is vital. And without fathers in their rightful place, here's what happens: we sink into immorality. We depart from God and we're taken advantage of by a thief. See, fathers help lead us through difficult times. So every father in here, hear my heart. Thank you for being here. Because see, we're all a mess. We all did it wrong. And you're here today. Tells me, hey, we're wanting to do this right. And that's a process that we all walk through. So fathers, thank you. For guys that are in here that don't have kids, but yet you're mentoring and fathering other kids, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For the guy that's sitting in here says, I don't have kids, but let me tell you something. What I just heard, I'm gonna try. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for connecting a child's hand to the father's and pointing the way. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. If you're sitting there right now going, Lord, forgive me, thank you. Let me tell you, we're going to have a baptism here, one here very soon. And I always love to let the fathers baptize their children. But fathers, I'm here to tell you, if you need to repent and you need to get it right, you repent now. And let me tell you something, we're gonna baptize again. If I have to go buy another water trough because we got so many to be baptized, we will do that. And me and Kobe Trent and Kent, we will just tag team. And Nick, we will tag team. Paul, we'll tag team and we'll just start dunking. Come on. But I think it's time for a good baptism around here to say that the old man is dead and now I'm alive in Christ and I'm committing to the way of God. Come on, are y'all hearing me? So there will be a text going out. If you're not signed up, on the group text for DCC, you need to get on that so you'll know when to bring your towel so you ain't got to go home in wet starch clothes. Trust me, they have gone home in wet starch clothes from DCC before. Me, was I was included. I was the preacher and got baptized again. Come on, y'all hear me? Father, I come to you and I thank you for these fathers. I thank you for the men and women of DCC that are committed to the truth of following your way to be able to connect our children's hands to yours, God. God, we just humbly say we don't know everything in navigating through this world, Father. We need wisdom. It says, those who lack wisdom, just ask. Lord, we, we lack wisdom. So we're asking in this day and time, God, give us wisdom. Help us to navigate through this day in which we live. And Lord, I thank you that the fatherless, that you will redeem, that the redeemer is strong. And Lord, we thank you that we belong to you. We give you the praise, the glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Love y'all. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.